This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and today I am joined, it's been a minute, but I am joined by my very good friend, Ramesh Srinivasan. What's up, Ramesh? Hello, Patrick. I'm uh, happy to join you after a big win. And as you know, even though we haven't, I haven't done the pod with you, you're getting almost daily texts from me about this game, about this team. Excuse me. Yeah, about this team. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you, we're talking uh, remotely, of course. And uh, do you? Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Colombia. I'm actually in a, t- a city called Manizales, which is like coffee growing heaven. And, um, I was, I was in, I was invited down here to the country, to Bogota, the capital city to give a talk actually on where technology is taking the world and what does technology mean in the context of Latin America around labor and the environment and all these other issues, which is something I know something about I'm learning more about. And I had a few days off because I only start teaching actually, Patrick, at the <laughs> very end of the month, beginning of April. So I can just work from here, which is amazing. Wow, man, you're, you're, you're living the dream. I thought you were down there to give a talk on the on the Warriors' lack of uh, road defense, but I guess not. Well, <laughs> so, I'm, actually, I'm, asking, I'm actually asking almost everybody I meet who becomes sort of friendly if they follow basketball or if they like the Warriors. Some of them have heard of the Warriors, but it's this is definitely soccer country out here. But it's a very warm, yeah. warm-hearted culture. People are super friendly and sweet. Um, almost nobody speaks English, so I'm just you know forced to speak as much Spanish as I can and. Um, and it really takes nice, my mind nice, off some nice. of the stuff. Like during the day, I don't think too much about the Warriors, but uh, <laughs> this 6.30 p.m. start out here, I think 4.30 in the Pacific um, time yeah. like, mapped out in my mind. And then as it got closer and closer, the anxiety uh, started rising. I do all sorts of ways of sitting and prayers <laughs> at certain points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you you were uh, excited about this one, and and we were texting back and forth while we were watching this game, like I guess thousands of miles apart from each other. Um, but the Warriors they won one twenty seven, one twenty five in a really really kind of exciting, thrilling game. Uh, yeah. They beat the Mavericks in Dallas, and the Dallas Mavericks, or you know, they were competing. They're they're fighting basically, like in this clump of Western Conference teams, and the Warriors are now officially back in sixth and it's crazy because you know as mediocre 
as this kind of just malaise of whatever you want to call this Warriors basketball has been this season and up to now. Everybody else, every other team has had problems. I mean, you don't want injury to happen to anyone, but like Paul George is probably going to be out for the rest of the regular season because that nasty uh, knee injury. Thankfully, it wasn't more serious. Obviously, KD is out uh, for the Suns and Kyrie was out for this one. But of course, Andrew Wiggins is out. Uh, Gary Payton II is out for the Warriors. So, you know, as much, you know, doom and gloom in our Warriors bubble that there has been, it's like, okay. You know, or if they can get into the six, then avoid the play in then and get healthy, then like, you know, we we have a chance. We have a chance. How are you feeling uh, about the team? And like, what did you see in this game? Because I had said yeah, before this road trip, this five game road trip, I wanted them to go at least three and two to show me that, hey, we kind of snapped out of it a little bit. But they proceeded to go 0-3 and and then got the last two in a row. Houston is like an asterisk because they're the worst team in the league. But, but, you know, are you seeing things from this team that give you legitimate hope? Yeah, I've watched every one of the road games, even though I've been traveling. Um, And um, this was a huge, huge win. It was was sort of one of the most important wins because for several reasons, right? Once, one, it was only the second time the Warriors have won two games on on in a row on the road. Uh, second, it allowed us to um, get the tiebreaker over the Mavs, and third, it just honestly, this is the kind of game we've lost all year. Sometimes we've gotten blown out in this kind of mm-hmm. game on the road, right? And so it felt like several times this was just going to cave in against us, but us. Being able to pull this off, there were some very key plays, both on the defensive and offensive ends, or just key ways in which different players stepped up at different points in the game that were um, were huge in allowing this to happen. And I think also Dallas is really struggling. I mean, Luca had a pretty, it looked like a somewhat sprained ankle in the first half. Um, Bullock was grabbing his hand at the end. I mean, I you know, we, the Warriors also have some, always some, someone or the other having some, you know, hopping around. But it didn't feel like Dallas uh, was ready to take this, especially also they didn't have Kyrie, right, who's a sieve on defense, mm-hmm. like Luka is. But um, right. it seems to do pretty well in big games against the Warriors or has at various times, including earlier this year when he was on the Nets, that terrible home loss, which you remember, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. right, listen to your podcast for that one. <laughs> it didn't make me feel that much better, but... <laughs> um, anyway, it's, you know, it's, um, you, you see the potential if the team is at full strength in a West that is really a lot of parody, right. And a lot of injuries, as you said, we're really only like, you know, Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento. And I don't think any of us would say any of those teams are invulnerable or even close to it are the only yeah. teams that have some separation. Right. So, um, I think the Warriors at this point are, you know, around two games or so, um, behind uh the Suns who are playing right now as we speak so it's now we got eight games right and let's see what happens can't have the letdown game uh coming back home uh with the Sixers who are extremely hot coming to town as well yeah yeah I mean the the end of this season you know I talked about this maybe like I don't know a week ago a week and a half ago the fascinating thing is because there's so many teams that are vying for uh playoff positioning to get into the plan to get out of the plan that there aren't many gimmies on the warriors uh schedule 
right? Like San Antonio, looking at it now, is the only team that could be quote unquote a gimme, but they always play hard. And if they fall into a win, you know, that could definitely uh, bite them on the butt. And then OKC, which is a team that oh, when yeah. I talked about this, they're a team that I was like, they're they're good. They they're beat good. the Warriors, obviously, and yeah. and they're right up there to get into the into the play-in. And I think that they're going to compete no matter what up until the end. So, you know, I mean, maybe Portland as the last game of the season, you know, they, they always kind of fizzle out. So they may may or may not be competing. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're seeing flashes from this team. And uh, it's, again, they have three road games left to, what is it, five home games. Yes. So that bodes well for them, right? In theory. <laughs> In theory. So if they can just get those. And it's it's funny because, right, like you, you watch these games and you live and die game to game. But for me, like I fall back on what I said after the All-Star break. It's like, okay, let's just see. Let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens. All I really want is for them to get into the sixth spot or higher uh, and be healthy and whole because that's all that matters. And we're seeing some other teams not be healthy and whole. And again, not that you wish injury upon anyone, but it's like, other teams. I mean, I don't obviously follow the Mavericks closely, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> there are some some big question marks, some hand wringing, some all this other stuff. So it's it's there across the board. And like you mentioned, if if in whatever round the Warriors were to meet the Kings or the Grizzlies or the Nuggets, healthy and whole, that means GP two and Wiggins and maybe Draymond doesn't isn't so beat up and Looney and all that stuff. Maybe even Iguodala can hey. come back at some point in the playoffs. I mean, who knows? About yeah, yeah. I think they'd need to make deep into the first round or second round. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, I hey, I'm not scared of any of those teams in the playoffs. I'm not saying it's a gimme. I'm not saying the Warriors would be favorites on the road. But uh, I'm not looking at the Kings as being like, okay, they're gonna smack the Warriors no matter what, or the Grizzlies or the Nuggets. You know what I mean? It's like the up and downs of the season. It's like, hey, we got a couple wins, and so you're like we're like up right we're up and then after a couple losses like Ugh. <laughs> oh, the, o, the o and three start after the momentum we had right beating milwaukee yeah. and, and beating phoenix i mean that was a really important win at home yeah you know clay was definitely talking like now we're ready to take it on the road and then for that road trip to start zero and three i mean you know with Curry scoring over 50 points against the Clippers and still we lost like we were behind pretty much the whole game eight to 12 points or yeah. so from the second quarter on yeah and you know that yeah. it's and then the way they showed up against the Hawks and I mean the Grizzlies game was a tough one but it's it's just like they weren't really and this is something I was listening to Marcus Thompson talk about um from the athletic it's um they are really bad on the road at defending the three and they mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. because of their size limitations, particularly without Wiggins and their defensive point of defense limitations without Wiggins and GP2, has have meant that they've often gotten cooked on rebounds, given up a lot of offensive rebounds. And, you know, we were watching that. I was watching that uh, that Rockets game, right, the previous game, and they were awful in the first half. I mean, that was driving me insane. I was just like, you know, <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. And uh, and they didn't really play well in that game. So for them to to stand up in this game, this was a much more, much bigger game, right, against a team they're competing with. And 
to show that they could win two in a row on the road. I think that gives us momentum, but we're going to have to play as well at home as we have. Right. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So you do. You did see um, in this game a lot more uh, intensity and focus. Like you saw some key blocked shots or tips by Draymond at various points. You know, you saw some key threes being hit. Poole was like sloppy and crazy and then played like insanely well for a while. Just after I texted you being mm-hmm. like driving me crazy. He was an assassin. <laughs> yeah. And the Mavericks don't have the rebounding, actually, that some that like obviously a team like Memphis or the Lakers or probably the Suns and you know a lot of other teams were competing with. So the Clippers, I know, yeah, the Clippers. Oh my gosh, the Clippers are long and deep. You know, I mean, yeah, even without Paul George. So I I think it's gonna be like this team has its limitations even with uh, Wiggins and and Pool. I'm sorry, Wiggins and GP two there, but. If all of those guys are playing and playing up to speed, I really believe that there is a switch that I saw them flip today. They could have faded and caved in in this game pretty easily, right? A much better crowd than the Houston crowd. Um, Luca returning right. from injury. Uh, they were giving up so many three-pointers. At a certain point in the game, uh, Dallas was hitting about 40%, over 40%. I was seeing a tweet by Anthony Slater on that. Um, and so that was consistent with this giving up the three you know, and, and just letting Luca penetrate body blow and dish. Right. And then another pass and there were open threes mm-hmm. all game. They had a bunch of players scoring pretty easily. And I think we were just able to get enough stops and the, the Mavs honestly weren't playing that well either. The rebounding stats. I mean, the Warriors out rebounded the, the Mavericks 44 to 31. And I, that's, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. Cause the Warriors are, are so, just small in general. And, you know, I'll give it to Jordan Poole because here's the thing, like Jordan Poole, as you know, like he, he gets a lot of criticism and he gets a lot of hate, which I think is unfair, but like, I think there is a lot to be desired from him in terms of his game, a lot of criticism, but I also understand that he's young. He has a lot of responsibility. He uh, is trying to figure out where he fits in. He's trying to kind of see how good his game is. And he's had that's the thing. Like, let me ask you this. Cause when I look at Jordan Poole, I see a couple of things, right? It is like, you can go one of two ways. One is his decision-making becomes better. And we see some of the stuff that he's done the last couple of games where he makes good decisions. He can get to the lane and dish, make some spectacular uh, passes to Kaminga, Joe Michael Green, Draymond Green, other dudes. In this game. And, and he plays within himself. Or he's Mr. Volume Chucker from like the 2000s and starts, you know, uh, I always say like he could. The other direction is he ends up being like a guy who gets 26 points shooting uh, eight for 25 (laughs) from the field. You know what I mean? He could be with a bunch of free throws. He could be that kind of guy, too. So in your opinion, which which way do you see his game going do you see him as uh somebody who's going to figure out or like you know what this is this is who he is well he has i mean he has figured it out and he's shown that he has figured it out the question is is whether he can play within himself as you said consistently right so i think the thing is he is so fast he's really adept at breaking people off the dribble i mean he's got all sorts of moves and he's super fast and he's quite long also um right but then he but he sort of i don't think it's sort of i think he tries to find himself and I think he's so excited 
to make big plays sometimes that he chucks up the wrong shot. And what he really has talent at is getting to the basket, actually, and getting fouled. I mean, for whatever reason, several times in this game, uh, Curry got knocked down, <laughs> hit on the arm, etc., uh, while shooting and barely got any foul calls. I don't yeah. even know if he shot any free throws in this game. He shot zero free throws, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what it looked like. But yeah. Kaminga and and uh, and and Poole shot free throws, and so did you know Looney, of course, and Draymond at times and stuff. So it's you know it's the thing about Poole is he is an assassin with the ball in his hands. He allows Steph to play off the ball. He can break defenses down and dish. He had a bunch of sweet dishes, as you mentioned, to Jamichael Green, but also Kaminga. Kaminga is a beast. If he gets the ball in motion anywhere near the basket, he can float and jump over people. And just his athleticism, I mean, he's just a like a flash of energy and just muscle. <laughs> you know, he can fly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kaminga yeah. was doing that with Poole, two-man game, uh, some in the first half. And then we saw, you know, Poole. So Poole really... He hasn't shot well this year. I mean, he's got to be better than, I think he's a 32%, 31% three-point shooter this year. Last year, he was, I think, mm-hmm. quite a bit higher. So I think the key, again, and I sometimes think this is also true with Clay, who's a completely different player, is taking the right shot, having your feet set, and not just being wild and, and kind of doing the heroic things that only Steph really can consistently make those kind of shots. I'm impressed by a couple of things. For one, Poole is, you know, whenever he has a good game off the bench, I take note because, yeah. of course, he's been bad off the bench. Uh, and the one thing I've always liked about Poole, which you know I texted you, it could get him into trouble sometimes, is the fact that we've seen so many dudes, you know, backup guys on the Warriors, be afraid to shoot during the dynasty or be, <laughs> just be afraid of the moment. Yeah. And Poole is not. He wants the moment. He wants it almost too much, which is why he dribbles off his face, off his leg, <laughs> why he takes like bad uh, heat check three-pointers and everything. Why, you know, uh, he still does stuff like falls down too much, uh, complains to refs when the other way it goes five on four for the other team, you know? So he's got to work out those things. But when I do see him, Get six assists. He was 0 for 4 from 3, but he's 6 for 13 overall. Got to line five times and hit four for 16 points. Uh, it shows me, like you're saying, that he has figured out, but he just has to figure out to do that more consistently. You know what I mean? And find out what the team needs him to do. He's capable, Patrick, of impacting the game in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, in, a, in a lot of ways that are really positive for the Warriors. It's it's just a matter again of playing within himself and knowing his his tools and his gifts and figuring out the right time to go after it in different ways, right? And sometimes you're right; mm-hmm. like he does let the play continue. His frustration, you know, he'll commit a foul quickly after making a bad play, or often, you know, it'll turn into a transition uh, bucket or three. For the other team that happens a couple times in the first half when i was really frustrated yeah. soon after pool came in <laughs> and, you know, i mean yeah pool is pretty he can break people off the dribble and get to the line and you know i mean there aren't that many we a huge problem a huge challenge the warriors face is that they almost always shoot far fewer free throws than their opponent especially on the road yeah. Curry never gets foul calls called against him, perhaps because we're smaller. Somehow we don't get the benefit of the doubt. Also, it happens a lot more when the Warriors are just chucking up a lot of threes. They did that today to some extent, but not as much as when it drives me crazy. 
because they they played off of their three-point game to have a lot of internal inside dishes. But again, Dallas doesn't have a real shot blocker or a really strong defender mm-hmm. on the interior. Um, I saw JaVale McGee was actually suited up on the Mavs. I didn't realize he was on the Mavs, but he didn't even play. Yeah. He could block shots. Yeah, he doesn't him. play much. Yeah. Kleba played, but he's not much D, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and the Mavericks, you know, they chuck up as many threes as the Warriors do. Uh, I know the Warriors lead the league in threes per game, uh, uh, three-point attempts. But in this one, you know, 17 for 40 for the Mavs, 12 for 39 for the Warriors. And, I mean, there was a 10 free throw attempt discrepancy in favor of the Mavs. But, you know, uh, that is what it is. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Me, personally, I got my eyes on UConn. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Kaminga, I mean, it's fascinating to me because, uh, you know, you listen to the podcast and so I've talked about Kaminga a lot. And I noted it was the first when the Warriors played in Dallas back in November or something, yeah, we were that's the game. That one, I remember. Yeah, that's the game where it, where all of a sudden Kaminga looked like a different player to me. Yeah. He was uh, not thinking the game. He was uh, moving the ball. He wasn't trying to do too much off the dribble. It was almost as if he understood that, oh, I should do what the team needs me to do instead of trying to show what's in my bag. And what's in his bag is stuff that he doesn't have yet <laughs> in a way because he's trying to show off like, you know, a lot of times, especially before that game was uh, his stuff off the dribble and all that jazz. And and he's not great at that yet. He's gotten better since then. But in that game, he uh, was not trying to just get his, he was actually trying to help the team win. And I think he understood that for once. And uh, ever since then, it's just been growing, 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 growing. And recently, you know, he's been like the, at least a second or uh, I think in this game, he was the leading scorer with yeah. 22, yeah. Uh, nine for 11 from the field, two for three from three. And I mean, uh, you know, I was so, stoked when the Warriors drafted him because I remember watching that and Adam Silver with OKC and and uh Josh Giddy's a, a great player too. He's he's, really he's gonna be good, but I'll take Kaminga. But I just remember wanting Kaminga so bad that it was like slow motion for me when Adam Silver read the number six pick for OKC and he was like the you know like he's either gonna say josh giddy or jonathan kaminga and i was like it was like slow motion for me and then we said josh i was like yes because that means that meant we were getting kaminga and uh literally like we've never had a dude like this on the team in my in my fandom i think about the uh the most impactful athletic guys and you know they're all kind of different, but you can go to uh, Weber, um, Spreewell, just in terms of athleticism. To me, Kaminga has that ceiling. And when you look at the fact that he's just 20 years old, a young 20, 
uh, that bodes well. And I know that a lot of people, Franz Wagner is an excellent player, yeah. but uh, he probably would have helped more this season, last season, earlier on, whatever. But Kaminga's ceiling is, to me, much, much higher. And, you know, it's also the thing that if Wagner was on the Warriors last year, he probably would have played a little bit more than uh, Kaminga and Moody, but maybe not yeah. as much. You know what I mean? He, his his uh, leash would have been just as short as uh, as those guys. So, you know, who's who's to say? But um, yeah, he's he's uh, really fun to watch. And again, like he's hitting his threes and he's developing that uh, Paul Pierce mid range. Uh, he's going to be unstoppable at all three levels. And that's what I look forward to seeing the most. You know what I saw, Patrick, is he um, he wasn't dribbling the ball much. He was he was cutting really well. He was slashing and cutting. Yeah. And then when he did have the ball a little further out, unless he was wide open, then he would take the shot. So he doesn't he wasn't passing up open shots but he was passing the ball when he was pretty well guarded and sometimes getting the ball back on a cut he had a few dunks and a lot of plays at the rim he actually also hit two huge free throws very late in the fourth quarter both uh hit the rim a couple times so i was just like uh gasping (laughs) and uh yeah you know and 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 i think you know he actually is is ready now if he can play like this, mm-hmm. his athleticism can match up with anybody's. He is ready now to play a major role and will have to, especially without Wiggins. But if we get Wiggins and Kaminga, that gives us a lot of depth. And Kaminga's also an excellent defender. He was all over Luca mm-hmm. all game. And Luca is a beast. He's a top five player in the NBA, obviously. And like and he got his, but he didn't get it very efficiently. And a lot of that was Kaminga yeah. just being a total pain in the butt. I think the refs called – I mean, I'm a fan. I get it. But, like, I think the refs <laughs> was totally uh, for the Mavs and against the Warriors in this game. There were a couple calls that did go our way, including something – you know, I don't know if you saw this, but um, the yeah. Mavs are going to contest this game uh, because – Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, because Looney uh, laid it up uh, – <laughs> And the Mavs didn't thought they had the ball and not not the Warriors. So anyway, but yeah. I I I just found I found this like really satisfying, and I really hope um, obviously that we get Wiggins back and that we can have yeah. that depth and that defense, that defense and that length. See the thing about Wiggins and Kaminga, Kaminga is not yet the rebounder we want him to be, and what Wiggins was, especially in the playoffs last year. But Wiggins isn't. Mm-hmm. As tall as some, obviously some people are like, he's like six, seven, right? Wiggins, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's long, right? Wingspan. And um, so that's why someone like Wiggins would make a huge difference. We need that length and that, and that athleticism at the rim, because otherwise what happens with the Warriors is, you know, when they bog down or just start playing badly, they start chucking up threes. And if those threes don't go in, it snowballs. It snowballs because it often yeah. turns into transition. And they, of course, and this was a huge part of the game, they didn't turn it over nearly as much in the second half as the first. You you have the numbers, but um, it, they played much right. more than themselves. And I give them a lot of credit for that. It was, um, I thought we might get blitzkrieged in this game because we were down eight in the first quarter and somehow they kept going on runs to tie it up. It was really frustrating for me because every time uh, a timeout would be called, it would go like an 8-0 run the other way. But you just had to keep having faith. And the thing is, the Warriors did show that they could step up and win this huge game. If we lost this game, this would be a, I would be in a panic about uh, likely the play-in. And, you know, there is a chance that 
any of us could fall out. Uh, any of these teams could fall out, especially six down out of the play. I mean, that would be the worst case scenario for me. Like, even if they had to do the play in round, then I'd be, I'd still be confident in them. But uh, if they just completely missed it, it's like that, <laughs> that would be brutal. I mean, again, I'm still kind of just enjoying seeing how this all plays out and not tortured yeah yeah i mean it's, it's torture no matter what let's face facts <laughs> but um to, to me it's like you know my my expectations at the beginning of the season obviously just like everyone else's oh, yeah. uh were pretty high for the warriors so just now it's like it's all very just pragmatic it's like you know win whatever games you can however you can yeah. i don't necessarily think we're going to see any huge revelations about this team until they get to the postseason you know hey i could be wrong what if they uh win out or in these final handful of games they go six and two yeah right would be amazing it's like that would be amazing but for me i'm like not i would love that but it's like just get in scratch claw whatever you got to do Fortunately, as I said, they have more home games than road games. They've made it through this. They didn't go three and two. They went two and three. Fine. They're still in sixth because every other team is suffering their own set of issues of consistency, injuries, uh, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, just got to get there. Wolves also might have won, and I'm not sure, but obviously we talked about earlier the Thunder are playing really well. I watched that game also with them against the Clippers. I've just been chilling watching games, and they looked really good. And uh, the Pelicans um, might get uh, Zion and Alvarado back. And they were really good in the playoffs yeah. last year. So those are yeah. all good, pretty but, good teams, you know? Yeah, because to me, it's just like if the Warriors can get into the postseason, avoid the play-in, then, yeah. uh, you know, then that's when other teams have to stare down the defending champs, not just beat them in one game, they, they have to beat them in four and they're going to have to stare Steph and Clay and Draymond and hopefully Wiggins and whomever else in the eye and beat them four times. And I think that's tough. I think that's when the experience is really going to make a difference. I mean, that's what we're all hoping for, you know, like yeah, it could not, they could just, you know, fumble again, but that's what we're hoping for in this really strange uh somewhat somewhat aggravating uh season any uh other final thoughts on anyone else in this game well i think the other thing i was just going to say is we've seen this team step up in critical moments before obviously last year that happened in the playoffs it was a different team but the core is the same if we can get a top six seed it gives the vets a week of rest that's a huge difference versus mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. Uh, possibly two games, maybe one or two on the road. You know, you never know, right, Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. play-in games. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to keep the intensity up and to really just – I I do believe that the core of this team can step it up and take play to another level. And they, we saw some of that today with Draymond and Steph. Clay had a pretty bad game. I mean, I'm I'm not sure the exact numbers. At least in the second half, he was pretty silent. But, you know, it was – there's there's enough depth if everybody is there and they have and they're all dialed and locked in and just you know there's enough depth for the warriors to make this season like a success you know i mean i know a success for us as spoiled fans is a championship (laughs) 
take it. Let's take it a game at a time here, <laughs> series at a time. Yeah, who's going to beat us at full strength? Four games. No one's done that yet. Yeah, and since this dynasty started, right. And then what's the streak of this team winning a playoff game a on the road, road game in <laughs> like every, every series? Yeah, so uh, that's something yeah. that something. you know you kind of rely on. And again, if healthy and whole, if they're there, then the team. It's it's like at the end of the season, everything from the regular season, it's over. Yep. It doesn't matter. It's like starting over, Freshly. completely different type of basketball, and you're staring down a team that, you know, they're top six, including Poole, and then you add uh, Peyton DiVincenzo, then you add Kaminga and whomever else, whether it's green lamb whomever else yeah. uh, after that but you're staring down a lot of guys who have performed and done it well so the kings <laughs> they don't have those guys right the grizzlies uh you know well we all know what's up with the warriors and the grizzlies and then the nuggets i mean they don't they've never gone that deep they went deep in the in the bubble what have they won yeah and you can stick yeah. um gp2 on on De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox, on Jaw, who's I guess just come back. You know, you could you yeah. can, he you can you can or if you want to get big, you can put Wiggins on them at times, and you can right. on them. And as you know, a six seed, I'll take it. I'll take it. If they if they said you get the six seed today, I think we'll all take it, right? And as a six seed, oh yeah, just win one of the first two on the road, right? And then series is back. Yep. It then, you know, against teams that are inexperienced or haven't shown much, right? Like you just said, um, a Sacramento mm-hmm. or a Memphis. You know? I, I mean, uh, a Sacramento series would be wildly entertaining because I guarantee you there'd be some Warriors fans that sneak into uh, yeah. Golden One Center, whatever it's called, and make that a really, really interesting uh, environment for uh, playoff basketball. But <laughs> who knows man this is uh, uh we'll see how they do in the next handful of games we'll see if they get smoked by philly at home we'll be like uh <laughs> back to the old habits <laughs> but uh but you know we'll see we'll see uh how that plays out i think um they have a good opportunity here again with eight games left please just go uh five and three you know, five and three will put the Warriors in a decent, give them a decent opportunity to to hold on to that six spot. I feel absolutely. Uh, obviously, I'll take six and two or seven one eight and zero. Oh, but you know, you got a five and three. Sure, sure. And you know, I think this next game is going to be critical, right? I mean, facing Embiid, who's MVP, you know, front runner, if not, you know, first or second in the with Jokic, right? And so, and mm-hmm. and up there, and so it's going to have to be, it can't be a letdown game, the first game back after a long five-game road trip. So they're going to have to bear in and just know, can't have any letdown games now. you got to play with full focus. And they're back at home. Huge win. Let's see. There have been so many times this season where we've thought, ah, they're going to go on that streak. They finally got that momentum they needed, and it hasn't happened now Believe it or not, we have a little momentum from winning two in a row on the road. Maybe that will change things. Yep, yep. Cool, man. All right, Ramesh, thank you again for joining me. Uh, Appreciate you coming on the show from 
Colombia. Viva la Colombia. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all can find Ramesh on Twitter at Ramesh Media, where you can see his non basketball <laughs> tweets. Uh, but uh, cool, man. Uh, yeah, safe travels. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. Go Dubs.